The Jen, Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius Energy Drink, and I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings. With a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins, Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius Energy Drinks today. I can't believe we are already at the combine portion of the program. I mean, again, I know we've talked about how the NFL is just year-round at this point, but it does uh, does seem like we are just recovering from the Super Bowl, and here we are. Boom. Let's go. Tomorrow. Combine, Next season. Already. Start talking about 2023. Who do you want to draft? Underwear Olympics. Full steam ahead. <laughs> I like it known as the Underwear Olympics. Again, we all know that there's not a lot of practicality coming out of the workouts that you're seeing at the Combine. I do think that they have lost their uh, influence, luster. You know, again, is it still something that people will tune into? Sure, because they live, eat, sleep, and breathe the NFL. Especially the draft. Like, the draft is its own monster when it comes to coverage and everything that's gone on around the draft. You know, every, every, every major website has two or three guys doing mock drafts from now until we actually have the draft in late April. Uh, big boards are going to be released. Uh, you know, it's, it's its own beast and monster, the way it just continues to grow and grow and grow. So were you surprised then at this revelation this past weekend that Matt LaFleur and his staff are joining a growing number of coaches not attending the Combine this week in Indy? That from Rob Domofsky a few days ago. LaFleur felt his time was better spent working with the staff on scheme projects because everything from the Combine is recorded. They can view it afterward. Were you surprised by that revelation that LaFleur and his coaching staff will not be in Indianapolis? No. How many, and, and I guess this would have been a better question for the big guy had he been here today but how many of these coaches are conducting these interviews that we always hear about or the crazy questions get asked and that to me seems more like personal like that's going to be the scouts that's going to be the the Brian Gutekunsts of the world so as long as Goody and his staff are going like what's the point of you know so Matt LaFleur can go to Adam Stenovich his offensive coordinator hey go go stand down there with a stopwatch and time this guy's 40 hey why don't you you know See if this guy's three cone is any good. You can, you know, as you said, it's all videotaped. It's all made available to these guys. So it does kind of seem like a waste of time unless you just want to head to Indianapolis and, you know, just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze with all your old buddies. Down some St. Elmo's spicy hot cocktail sauce Isn't that, in the shrimp cocktail. Didn't St. Elmo's close? No. <laughs> I thought, no. You sure? Yes. I swear to God, there was a steak place in Indianapolis that that closed. No way. Google it. You got your computer right there in front of you. Um, here's the thing about the combine: total circle jerk. I mean, again, that is the whole thing. It is. It, I, I don't yeah, know if we can say that. Why? Yeah, I don't know. You can I don't say know. you can say circle. Anyways, continue. I dumped it. It's fine. You can say jerk. I'm not sure. Yeah, but again. Hmm. The combination of the two? Yeah. We'll have to ask tomorrow. We'll ask, we'll ask tomorrow. I'm honestly not Again, sure about that much one. Like you can give say, me a list of the things you can and can't th- This say. is one of those where I'm not sure. I mean, you can say ass. You can say... Hole. Yep. Mm, but I didn't say it together. Uh, I know. That's too, a little too close for my comfort. But we said you could say those two words. You just can't say them together. But you can say circle and the other thing. What if I say square? Square jerk. You could say let's, square let's, jerk. Let's just whatever you're going to say. Anyway, the point is, it is just a social event. And if you're a team like the Green Bay Packers that has this major looming thing happening, cross your fingers, hopefully soon, 
You don't want to go there and have to answer questions, accidentally misspeak, accidentally say something to a reporter that then is going to put it on their network and then that's going to become a whole other thing. I think you enjoy that from your side, the franchise side, it's been relatively quiet. It's been almost silent during this entire offseason regarding the Aaron Rodgers thing. Now, sure, there have been little things that have been dripped and dropped to other reporters to get the Packers side of the situation out there. But you want to go to the combine where every single media outlet has a reporter there and an analyst there and another reporter there and just be having a casual conversation and have to watch every single word you're saying? Nah, man, this is smart. This is a good strategy by the Green Bay Packers, Dave. Plus, if you're LaFleur, you typically have to answer all these questions, right? Like, you're always having to answer these questions. You know who doesn't have to answer these questions? Goody. Why not? They'll get... Goody's got to go. He can handle all the questions about Aaron Rodgers. That's his department anyway. He can handle all this. It's not like Goody's the one who's going to the podium every day during the regular season and having to answer all these questions. Why don't we have Goody go there? Plus, it's more Goody's decision than than Lafleur's anyway. I, the only thing I have a question about is, don't you at least relish the opportunity to interview some of these players? I don't, don't think they least, are, though. They don't get to interview? Well, I, don't th- I think most of the interviews are done by like the... Personnel staff. But okay, so let me ask you this. So I don't know how many coaches are doing these interviews. When you meet someone in person, do you get a better sense of who they are than when you talk to them on Zoom? Yes. 100%. Yep. No question. The way someone carries themselves, the way they Dynamite interact with other Ashton. people. Well, I was debating if I should go further into why I said yes, and then I was like, <laughs> well, no, I don't want to. Well, now you got to. Now you have to. Go <laughs> well, ahead. Like, for, well, for example, uh, like just text message. Te- texting somebody that you don't know face-to-face, so difficult. Like if you're going over Zoom, at least you can read facial expressions, but you can't read body expression. I, I just face to face a million times better. So it goes face to face. Is this rankings, a? No, then it goes Zoom. And I know, I know. The sound is hypothetical, not, but it's not. It's right? hypothetical. No, it's no, not. I, I don't. It it's like hypothetical. Somebody's I'm out just, there waiting in those dating pool waters. Is what it sounds I'm, like to me. Yeah, that's no. What I'm it sounds just, like to me. I, you're right. Dynamite dropping. I should never. <laughs> I should never speak. It's not. Damn it. So who are you texting? Nobody. I'm he, just saying. You guys gonna go see Cocaine Bear together? I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking. Jen said it's really good. I don't think that's what happened in that conversation. <laughs> I said the 14 year olds that I drove home. <laughs> yeah, love, love and almost got guys. into an altercation with. Said it was good. Okay, a lot of gore. Again, uh, high death. Well, count. it's not getting you know muddy down to the details. So, Ashton, what's your name? Do you think I would give that information <laughs> over the radio? Where Susie see, can hear everything you're saying sounds less and less hypothetical. You if should I say just it's stop not, talking. Yeah, You're stop. about as good at Boom. this as Matt LaFleur is when he steps in front of a microphone, right? If nothing else, I get excited when Matt LaFleur speaks because I know there's going to be some insert foot in you know, mouth this is, moment. This is great. I basically am Matt LaFleur. I have as much control over the team as he does. <laughs> I resent that comment. He's pursuing a quarterback. You're pursuing a, a quarterback? nice female companion. So Goody is supposed to speak tomorrow in Indianapolis. There's no, there's no doubt in my mind one of the very first questions asked. One of the very first. In fact, I would say one, two, or three. One, two, and three. One, two. <laughs> They're all going to be, like, nobody's going to ask about, hey, what do you think of this prospect? Every one of those questions is going to be about Aaron Rodgers. Because really, that's the first thing that, and, and obviously you evaluate all these different players and you have a big board. But doesn't your big board change based on who your quarterback is? How many big boards do they have? Two? If Aaron Rodgers is there and if Aaron Rodgers is not there? Well, I think you have one big board. You evaluate everyone. I think there are a lot of ties in terms of, 
if you give a grade for someone, let's say it's based out of 100, let's say you've got five players at 91, that's how when play, when coaches say or executives say, oh, we're just drafting the best player available. And somehow, shockingly, it's for a lot of these teams, that they need. yeah, it's the best player available happened to be a cornerback when they drafted this year. It's because they have a lot of players that are in that same tier and then the position becomes the tiebreaker. Oh, we actually need this position. So I think they have one big board, but I think some of those ties can change based on who your quarterback is and what you view your needs are if Aaron Rodgers is or isn't your quarterback. Okay, so since we're talking about the combine, I think it's well worth asking, do the Packers even in the back of their mind, down on their list as they're looking at potential players, do they even think about evaluating quarterbacks? Yes, have to part of your job you have to evaluate every quarterback class every single year and yes you're not going to end up with cj stroud or you know so don't even bother you know sticking around and watching bryce young right it's okay that's that's that guy's a not going to be available b it's not going to be the guy you end up taking but and i understand it's different now than it was but how many times in the 90s did ron wolf draft a quarterback in the sixth or seventh round that ended up being something mark brunel aaron brooks matt hasselbeck these guys that ended up being backups to Brett that were eventually traded away for something even more valuable. So I think you have to evaluate these quarterbacks, and if you can find some sort of project, because that's the other thing. If Aaron Rodgers isn't here, you need a backup for Jordan Love. If Aaron Rodgers is here, what if Jordan Love asks for a trade? Oh, so you're out on Danny Etling then? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Funny you should ask. Oh. I'm, I'm, you were as definitive respect- about that as Ashton was on the old text message versus face-to-face. <laughs> I respect the question. Yes, all the way out on Danny Etling. If Danny Etling starts games for the Green Bay Packers in 2023 or even 2024, something went horribly wrong. He's just not going to be a starter in the league. But you have to be evaluating that position just in case you find somebody you like and you end up drafting. And, you know, like Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn was a seventh-round pick who ended up, the Packers didn't trade him, but he ended up making a bunch of money for himself because he turned out to be something despite being a seventh-round pick. And he started some games for the Packers when they absolutely needed him. So I, I think you always have to be evaluating every position. Again, I think you can skip some of the guys at the top of the line at the quarterback's position, but maybe you find somebody in the fifth round that you really like or sixth round that you really like. So beyond quarterback, which again is more of a luxury thing at this point, just because you do have to figure out what is happening with Aaron Rodgers and then Jordan Love, because you still have that fifth-year option thing hanging out there with Jordan Love as well. So have to figure that whole thing out. You don't have to make that decision till May. <laughs> It's like May is so far away. Yeah, but like so many things are going to happen before May. Between now and May. Well, the draft, obviously, is the other big thing that happens between now and May. So if you are drafting, what position are priorities for you? What I keep seeing out there, the general sentiment is safety, tight end, maybe. Um, Edge? Got to address the edge? I at some point for depth, but I don't see them using a high pick on edge because they just redid Preston Smith's contract. And based on the dead money that now exists on his contract for 2024 next season, it seems like to me he's going to be sticking around for at least the next two years, the way that they had to rework that deal. So he's going to be a starter for the next two years, and Rashawn Geary's going to be coming back at some point. So unless there happens to be another reclamation, not a reclamation product, another just project, the way that Rashawn Gary was when they drafted him and went, all right, hey, we understand we took him at 12. Don't expect a lot out of him out of his first year. Maybe even his second year. This is going to be a guy that continues to grow, and by the time he gets to the end of that rookie deal, you're going to see why we took him at this point. Unless there's a guy like that, I I don't see like somebody starting at the edge position outside of Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. 
That news did break this weekend, I believe, the news that they restructured Jair's deal and Preston's deal. Obviously, we know the news about Aaron Jones. There still is an awful long checklist of things the Packers need to do this offseason in order to get to where they want to be. But what would you ask Brian Gutekunst, okay? We're joking around saying the first three questions will be about Aaron Rodgers. So let's go not Aaron Rodgers. What would you ask Brian Gutekunst tomorrow at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis if you had the opportunity to ask him a question? What is the question you would ask him. We're going to take a break here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy, but we'll roll on with that right after this. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. He sounds like the Beatles. What, what, Anyone? <sighs> this is a new one on me. Listen Even to I his don't interview, know. the way he talks. He sounds like Paul McCartney. Ringo farted and it was horrible. It was absolutely horrible. On 94.5 ESPN. I mean, I think again, we're fortunate to have really two really good quarterbacks, and, and as we move into that time period, we'll, we'll make those decisions as we go. But um, as I've been taught uh, from the time I walked into this building, whatever comes with having great quarterbacks is worth it. So. Back here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Gabe Neitzel, Ashton Rotman, Jen Latta, and of course, Chewy will be back tomorrow as he travels back from Florida. Can't wait to have the big guy back in studio with us. We are talking about the NFL Combine, which starts tomorrow, although athletes have started to arrive, right? They do all of their Mm pre-Combine stuff before they actually get into the workouts. So I guess quarterbacks will do interviews as soon as tomorrow. Uh, what would you ask Brian Gutekunst? What would you ask Brian Gutekunst? You are standing there in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. He is standing at the podium. You get the opportunity to ask him a question, and it is not quarterback related. We're not asking him because we know that those questions are going to be asked. But the whole idea here is you got a whole team you got to build. You got a whole roster you got to put together. And I want to know what would be a priority for the fan base beyond the quarterback position. Can it be quarterback adjacent? Because I still feel it's just such a large looming thing that yes okay don't ask although it would be great just to get a yes or no answer out of him do you want Aaron Rodgers back like just a straight up yes or no don't wax poetically and I know as reporters you're not supposed to ask ask yes or no questions you want to ask good open-ended questions but this I just want to know yes or no Goody I mean, he's going to say yes. I don't even know. So, like, lie, like, but. like, I think that that's probably a question that should be asked but I also think that the question should be has Rodgers given you any indication Right? Yeah. Well, that's He's the first question. Out of the ayahuasca. <laughs> Look at me mixing up the Aaron Rodgers off-season activities. He is out of the darkness retreat, so he has had some days. Has he given the Packers any indication of whether or not he wants to come back or not? Any chance Aaron shows up in Indy to have a meeting with Gutekunst? Because we know we knew that once he got out of darkness, circus, circus, circus. He might be able to get an indie like secretly and then get a back room at St. Elmo's. Mm, get no, a good steak nothing while you're there. Secret happens at St. Elmo's. I got stories and stories for days, and I haven't even been to the combine in seven years. Yeah, but they're all secrets. You're not telling them. Well, Gabe, not I was telling th- you. <laughs> Gabe, I was not thinking telling you. Chewy. I'll tell you that right. <laughs> well, oh, he, he wouldn't really know what to do with the information. He, would he just doesn't remember if it's it. supposed to be a secret. If he's supposed to tell people radio, for sure, right? He'd just start blurting it out. He'd be like, "Oh, secret. Whoops." I always think about it from a different perspective. What if Matt LaFleur is going out to California while Goody's in Indy? To go and talk to Rodgers. Re- and that's the reason why they're I'm not ju- going. I'm just, hey, conspiracy theorists, all you want that. But I'm just, maybe. That was that was a thought that popped in my mind. That that's the reason he's not going to Indianapolis? One of, one of. Or one not, of the reasons? Yeah, probably not going Again, I'll go back to this. And I know we were talking about this last hour about the, or last segment rather, about the combine. I do think from an efficiency standpoint, this is the correct decision. I do think yes. that this goes back to like, um, 
Could this conversation be an email? Yes, it could. Could this conversation happen over Zoom? Yes, it can. Like if you don't need the in-person, you don't need to travel down and book into the hotel and make the rounds at the St. Elmo's and whatnot. Because again, as I said to you guys before, a lot of it is just socializing. And it is an opportunity for reporters and for people and to connect and whatnot. You got a lot of people you know um, at other teams and with other franchises. So maybe you enjoy the opportunity to connect with some of those people. But beyond that, from an efficiency standpoint, this has basically been made a virtual event. It's been made virtual. And so why show up to a meeting when you can just hit a button on your computer and do a Zoom instead? Yeah. Why, why go through that travel when you don't need to be there for the entire time? You only need to look at the players maybe that you're interested in instead of sitting there throwing, all right, well, now this guy's running a 40. We know he's not going to be available. Don't really care. You can just save yourself so much time by going, okay, we like this guy, this guy, this guy. Let's take a look at all the different things he did at the combine. I just hit my funny bone, and now my hand is just tingling. What is with you today? Jesus. Do you know how to function? I just like started talking with my hand and brought it back and just banged on the back of the chair. Is there a worse feeling than when you bang your elbow on something? Like, Ooh, seriously, have you ever these... had a Charlie horse in the middle of yeah, the night? Yes. Oh, stubbing your oh, toe. The, oh, when you get a cramp in like your cramp calf. in your calf. Oh, you want to you, you, you you cut your leg off when that happens. Has, so you asked the question. What was the question you just asked? Is there anything worse than the um, hitting your elbow? Hitting your elbow on the edge. Hitting the funny bone. Because for me, I'll tell you, there's one thing that's worse, and it's stubbing your your not your big toe. Stubbing a little toe or stubbing, one of the, the other toes. Stubbing any toe, especially in the middle of the night. Oh, the worst. It'll also, your because day. because I will tell you this, there is something that makes me angry about I should know the layout of my bedroom. I should know yes. the layout of the room, right? I've lived there long enough. It's like Aaron Rodgers going into the darkness retreat. He doesn't know the layout. He probably took a snapshot in his brain and thinks he knows the layout, but I bet he ran into that bathroom tub area at least once or twice over the course of however long he was in there. I will tell you this, though, when you ask, though, is there anything worse than hitting your funny bone, I immediately was like, yeah, also uh, giving birth. Yeah, that's worse. Okay, like that's not even in the same ballpark that we're talking about. Every time about. you that's guys do game. this, every time you guys do this, I'm like, why do they ask me this question? Well, we could have said like hitting ourselves in the junk hurts worse, but like that's too easy. Come on, live a little. Think. I, yeah, that's like you saying, oh, I can take 14. When we were talking about the 14 things you can do in a row, oh, I can bite 14, take 14 bites out of this apple in a row. Well, clearly I, mean, I couldn't. Yes. You saw that I struggled <laughs> to even speak after that. I would say that was a fail. I would say I did not successfully take 14 bites out of that apple and be able to continue talking on this program. Well, because this. Like, every time he comes at me, every time that guy behind the glass comes yeah. at me, I want to get his mom involved. I just want to reach out to Sweet Susie I, how did on I the come text at you? you came at me. About, live what? a little. You said live a little. Live a little. Yeah, you know. But, but also, like, Taking this is not helping. the context that we're happening, ha- talking about is like things that unexpectedly happen. I wasn't expecting to hit my elbow. You I had a nine month warning before birth. <laughs> wasn't expecting it to be that painful. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, Gabe. Despite everybody all the time talking about how painful childbirth is, you I'm weren't expecting very, it. Very, very tough, Gabe. <laughs> Mentally tough. Can I have a high threshold of pain? somehow managed to navigate this little circus that we have every single morning from seven to nine. What do you want to ask Goody? So let's again, I know that the quarterback What's the thing last is, time he hit his funny bone. That's no, what I want oh to ask. God, you know, Seriously. You like I'm still trying to like bone. get feeling back in my hand right now. What is a position that you want to talk to him about? What is a position you are genuinely curious how he plans on navigating it this off season? Pass catcher. And it's not even just the draft. Like literally they have, I believe I think it's five, and I can't remember the name of the the receiver they signed to like the futures deal that that was on the roster at the end of last year. That's not really on the roster, but realistically, with even just a little bit of experience, they have four current guys under contract. 
You got Chewie's guy and Josiah DeGuara, Gunga Head. You have Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and Samara Tori. Those are the only four pass catchers you have under contract for 2023 right now. What the hell are you going to do? What is that position going to look like? It's, it's, it's the biggest thing. I mean, the NFL, it is a, an offensive league, and you can build up that offensive line all you want, but if you don't have people who can catch the ball from Aaron Rodgers or Jordan Love, it doesn't matter what else you do. The team's still going to stink. If I'm, just, if I'm Brian Gutekunst, though, I'm going to lean on what I did last year in the NFL draft and brought those guys in and say, I think we did a pretty good job of supplementing or adding to our pass catchers last year with Christian Watson and with Romeo Dobbs. And you could even continue down and talk about Samori Torre and whatever impact he's going to have on the offense. That's what I would do. He's coming off of a very successful draft for that position. And again, I know that there is a lot of time still to determine if it is a A position draft or a B position draft or a C position draft, depending on how these guys respond um, to their sophomore season, to how they follow up their rookie season. But if I were him, that's what I would lean on. So are you just going to draft three more guys? You're going to have three first-year guys or three first-year guys, three second-year guys at wide receiver? Then what the hell are you going to do at tight end? Do you genuinely believe he's going to go out in free agency and pick up a wide receiver? Yeah, I mean, you have to do something. You have to have a body. I'm not saying he's going to go out there and trade for Mike Evans. I don't think he's going to go out there and get one of the top free agent wide receivers out there. But yeah, you're going to have to spend money in the free agent market because you just need bodies at those positions. Gabe, does that level of wide receiver or pass catcher change if Rodgers is back? Or is he or is he looking at the it same should. guys? It should. Like if, if Mike Evans hits the market and we'll probably hear, oh, Goody tried. They were involved in the conversation. He tried. He was involved in the conversations. He ended up going someplace else. But if Aaron Rodgers is coming back, you have to alter what your plan is. Because this team isn't close to winning a Super Bowl. You need you need to invigorate it with a couple of weapons. Like You're kind of stuck with what you got defensively because you've already spent a lot of money and guys locked up to money on that side. So you got to invigorate the offense. And you're telling me that Christian Watson or Romeo Dobbs wouldn't benefit from having a top-notch wide receiver around? Top-notch, but again, are you talking about top-notch from a skill position, from a talent standpoint, or are you talking about top-notch from a leadership standpoint? Because those things are not necessarily the same, right? Like, you brought Sammy Watkins in last year thinking that he would be able to contribute on the field. I don't think you thought Sammy Watkins could be a leader. That's what you got Randall Cobb for. Mm -hmm. So if Randall Cobb isn't there, I think you do need to supplement. I do think you do need to replace that leadership quality with the wide receivers. We saw Devontae Adams crumble under pressure in 2015. Granted, he had a bad ankle. But in 2015, uh, Jordy Nelson injures, you know, tears his ACL. Now Devontae's got to be the number one guy after having two-ish good games as a rookie. It just didn't happen. Like, to the point where people wanted Devontae Adams cut from this roster. And eventually, Devontae Adams grew. But he almost crumbled under that pressure. If we're putting the pressure on Watson, and because I mean, Watson and Dobbs were never the number one. It was still Alan Lazard by default last year. If you put that kind of pressure on one of those guys, are they going to be able to deliver? Are they going to step up and, yep, I'm here to answer the call? Or are they going to crumble under that pressure of being the guy in the offense that needs to be better? It's not like just stepping in and going, oh, I saw this guy do this last year and it's going to be seamless transitions. No, you have, like, everything has to be better. You cannot be 17th in points and 17th in yards, no matter who the quarterback is next year. You has to be better. And I, I, you know what? 
I'll say I'll, I'll just say this: Go and get a, a top-notch wide receiver, no matter who your quarterback is. I think I saw Hopkins. Wasn't there a rumor this weekend that that eventually that is? Well, while it's been rumored for a while, now they are going to part ways. Now they are entertaining trade options. Yes, for DeAndre Hopkins, is that a guy you'd like to see in a Green Bay Packers uniform? Uh, depending upon the cost, he's had so many injuries. I still think that when he's healthy. And the games he plays, he's a top-notch receiver, but he's missed games because of a suspension, because he took PEDs. He's missed games because of injury, which is maybe why he took the PEDs. But he's missed too many games because of injury for me to absolutely be relying on him. But if I have to take that gamble, if Aaron Rodgers is back, then I have to take that gamble if that's the only one available. Personally, I, if Mike Evans becomes available, that to me would be the top target. Problem with that is he's going to be a target for a lot of teams, and the price for that's probably going to be pretty high. 800-990-3776. That's our ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. James in Connecticut weighing in saying, here's what I would ask, Goody. What did you learn after last season about having the right pass-catching weapons on the team? And the follow-up would be, was the bigger mistake relying on the pass-catchers that you started the season with or failing to add talent during the season? I don't know that Goody's ever going to um, admit to failing. You have to. Last year was a success. You're telling me last year was successful, Goody? You know what I'm saying? Like, you you have to, at some point, when your team goes 8-9 and and misses the playoffs, you have to accept that that was a failure. You You don't have to be happy with it. You don't have to be happy about it. But you have to accept that that was a failure, and now what do I do to get better from that? 800-990-3776. 800-990-3776. We are asking you this morning, what would you ask Brian Gutekunst tomorrow when he addresses the media? Non-quarterback related. Because the quarterback conversation has obviously dominated this offseason. People need to know, want to know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. He is, uh, as we believe, out of the darkness retreat and hopefully coming to a decision about his future. But here we are, Gabe, February 27th, and we asked everybody, I think it was a month ago, at the beginning of February, will we know in February or will we know in March whether or not Aaron Rodgers is going to be quarterbacking in 2023? And I believe you took the vote of March, and that is looking like a pretty good vote now with less than... Two days left in the month of February. Let us know, 800-990-3776. We got to take a break, but we'll be right back after this. Hit the hole. Zeke Elliott. Ashton. Well, I mean, yes. You all right back there? That's so true. <laughs> it was a direct shot. She took out the sniper rifle and just... There's not a, no, she, she got right up to me, took out a Glock and just shot. <laughs> yeah, right in the balls. On 94.5 ESPN. Oh, make me over. I'm all I want to be. I walk and study in demonology. Did you just hear that? I heard it. No one else heard it, though. Right, but he gets on me about the square thing. You said it on the air. (laughs) Yeah, but it's not a bad word. You can't say it. Who says? Our boss. Look at Joshy back there peeking between the computers. <laughs> Joshy, is it true you can't say that word? Thumbs up. That means you can. Yeah. I mean, again, he said to her the FCC, but like, you know, yeah. Why not? Do you think in a normal conversation <laughs> with just strangers you can say that? For sure. Mm. Josh, would you like to chime in here? He does, I can and tell. What does that word mean? Those words put together, what does that typically mean? Okay, so here's how it works, Josh. You're sta- it's like you're standing next to somebody, and you lean over to the guy next to you. Good. Help. 
Don't help her, just help us. I think right he now. wanted to see uh, how, that far, was wrong phrasing. how far I was willing to go. I mean, typically that's how those things go, yes. Yeah, I, I, help was the wrong word there, my bad. <laughs> it really is an assist. It's assist. It's an assist and an assist and an assist and an assist. Uh, okay, so Just friends helping friends. People exactly, helping people. Exactly. I can't believe you guys would be anti-people helping people. <laughs> I kill myself. Anyway, um, what should we do now, Ashley? I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little off. <laughs> we? You started it. I did start it well. It's your fault. It's your fault we don't know what we're doing right now. I don't know what you just want to talk about. Uh, I'm looking at this list of sound in front of me. I've got Tim Hasselbeck here. I've got Lewis Riddick here. I've got Stephen A. Smith here. All guys I typically have no issue hearing from, listening to, uh, and I just don't want to. I don't. I, you want to listen to it? You want to listen to the sound that we have here? Um... Oh, you've got the sheet in front of you. I you do. know what we're dealing with. So you know the subject matter. You tell me. You want to get into it? Not really. Would you rather talk about 14? Let's <laughs> talk about 14. Let's get back to 14. Okay. What are some other things that you could do 14 of in a row and you would be proud of the accomplishment? Could you eat 14? Tacos. Ooh, tacos Ooh, is good. I was going to go chicken nuggets and I was like, no, I could house 14 chicken nuggets. Could I eat 14 burgers? Probably no, not. No, that's too many. So now here's the thing, though, because we talked about doing the fifty burger when Giannis did the fifty burger have Culver's thing, it. and we'd have to like split it between all but, of us. Well, let me let's 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 come on, guys, let's think about this. Would could you do fifty straight that was days very of burgers? Condescending. I just no, want to be no, clear. no, that's not. Let's put our heads together. Again, I have children. I know condescending <laughs> when I hear it. I can be, come on, everyone knows I can be way more condescending. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's put our heads together. <laughs> could we? Yeah, come on, worse. let's put our. <laughs> come on, let's try a little. It's come circle on, and put our heads together. You can do this, right? So look, if could you, you carry eat a, the one? Could you eat a burger fifty straight days though? Yes. Could you eat a burger? So fine. Could you? How many could you eat in one sitting? That's like the tacos thing. Depends you, on the burger. Are we talking McDonald's cheeseburgers? Because those are tiny. Any, any burger, average. Any burger. <laughs> Wait, that's an average burger. Apparently, he wants us to change our view of the uh, <laughs> measurements. The well, I guess I mean the slider's the tiny burger. So yeah, I guess that burger average becomes burger. the average burger. Yeah, okay, fair enough. We got gotcha. <laughs> you. You hear what you're putting down. Um, Burgers, tacos is a good one. Could you do 14 tacos? Okay, so time out. Are we talking about like when you go to like one of these specialty Mexican places and they have handhelds and they're like the small tortillas? Like, look. Like, like a street the, taco? Yes, street tacos. 14 is still pushing it, man. I might be able to do six or seven street tacos and I would still be very uncomfortable. So like Taco Bell used to have that party pack where I think it was 10 or 12. Could you could you knock out one of those in one sitting? Ooh, because that's just like the meat and the cheese and the lettuce, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking bare no frills. Yeah, no yeah. frills. 14, ah, it's still pushing it for, maybe 10. I could do 10. Sounds like a, it sounds like we got I think you could do, here. I bet you could do 14 street tacos. If we, if we just strip just it down. You can't load it up with the meat. You yeah, can't load it up with the steak. That's like silver dollar pancakes though. Like they're, they're even smaller. I could do 14 silver dollar pancakes. Yeah. Heck yeah. Cause 14 silver dollar pancakes is basically like Five three or, six, or four regular size pancakes, right? I think so. One, two, three. Let's just assume four silver dollar pancakes is one. <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, wait a second. Let's just assume one, wait, two, three, four. She's on the mash. One, two, she three, made her four. hands in the size of what she thinks pancakes. is a silver dollar yeah. and then started moving them around as if she had Jen, an actual size pancake dollar? in front yeah, of you. Yeah, silver dollar pancakes. They're not that big, right? Right? Yeah, it's about that big. I'm making like, like, think about when Taylor Swift does the little heart thing with her hands, okay? Now morph it into a Yeah, your hands are bigger than Jen's. Just morph it into a circle. That's a huge pancake. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. 
That's not silver dollar. Silver. I mean, it's famously silver dollar. It's supposed That's to be. That's what I'm saying. So do you the size like a of dollar. a silver but dollar. Again, it's not. Silver because a like... silver dollar is like this. Right? Now getting yeah. back to what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I would be very useful for that. <laughs> friends helping friends. 14. We're talking about 14 because the Bucks have won 14 games in a row. Continue to impress. Continue to dominate. And that was without Giannis this weekend, by the way. Giannis, who obviously was dealing with the knee. Although they didn't call it a knee injury. No, they called quad, it a quad contusion. contusion. I love the old contusion anytime that is in there. Um Makes you sound more official. 14 wins in a row. More medical. Uh, somebody on the talk and text line reminding me, though, that they won 15 in a row a couple years back. Is that right? Correct? Yes, that is correct. 14's the long for this year, though. What could you do 14 in a row of? And this came up because last night, Chase, my son, my 14-year-old, who we took to see Cocaine Bear on Friday, uh, he threw four, he was trying to throw grapes into his mouth, and he was saying, how many in a row could he do? And he, then he went very low on the challenge and said, if I can throw three grapes in my mouth in a row, will you give me $10? To which I said, absolutely, and then proceeded to heckle him the way through the challenge. And of course, he failed, which is what I was going for. But what could you do 14? I think 14 grapes. Did he pay you the 10 bucks? Uh, so I owed him $10 from babysitting. So I just will not pay that. Actually, I had a a bigger question about the the payment process here. Where is he getting the $10 from? Is this just a circle of money? Is he getting the, was he getting (laughs) friends helping friends? Is he getting the money from you that in just in turn giving it back? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, he's not earning the money. Well, he hasn't, he gets an allowance and then he has birthday money and and another money, you know, when he Christmas money and stuff like that. So he has a bank account. He has a card, a green light card. No free ads, but. <laughs> too late for that, <laughs> Every, <Jack>. time. Every <laughs> time. It's too late for that. Um, so he, he could not throw the three grapes into his mouth back to back to back because I heckled him, um, which you should do, by the way. You don't you don't make your children's lives easier. You don't serve your children by making their no, lives you gotta, easier. No, you got to make it difficult for them to understand that life's difficult. Could you later. do 14 grapes in a row? I don't, um, Blueberries. I might be able to do grapes. Either. Are grapes it's been a while. easier than blueberries? Now, blueberries are easier because they're no, small. I think yeah, grapes sure. are easier. You can see them. Your your hand eyes. That's a, a really good question. Oh. So, so this is this is the debate. The debate is: is it better to have a larger object because you can see the the? I was going to say route, the flight. You <laughs> yes. can see the flight of the grape better than you could see the flight of the blueberry. It's but like the blueberry is smaller, so this is like playing with like a like a Nerf basketball in yeah. a regular size hoop. Easier to get it in. Not, yep, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna sit there until we got it. Um, so we could probably do this. Aren't we gonna do goldfish tomorrow? Yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So I got to run down to the Walgreens here on my way out and pick up a big ba- box or bag of goldfish because we're doing the Bobon goldfish hand challenge tomorrow. Bobon so, can fit three hundred and one goldfish in his hand. So do you think? I mean, so we could substitute goldfish and see how many you can catch in your mouth if we have all these goldfish. We want to do that tomorrow. In well, we can do both. Bowl? Yeah, why not both? Mm. Which would you rather do, though? Would you rather do blueberries or grapes? Because I do want to get to that. Maybe we could put that on the poll. If you were trying to do 14 in a row, if you're trying to catch 14 in a row. I think I'd want to do grapes. Is the question, what is easier or what do you, what do you want? I think grapes is more difficult, and that's why I want to do it. <sighs> Relax. The whole goal should be to accomplish it. Well, yeah, but like if you do, if you do 14 with the blueberry, you're going to go, okay, now can I do it with the grape? Sure. So why, why not, not just start, go to the top one? Just start with the blueberry. No, for just go to the sakes. first one. Holy hell. No, I want to see if I can do it with the blueberries first, and then I will tackle the extra challenge of doing it with the grapes. 
These are big suckers, by the way. These grapes. Yeah. They're like the... Silver dollar, yeah. Silver dollar. <laughs> they should be called silver dollar grapes. They're more uh, accurate to the size of a silver dollar than silver dollar pancakes. Silver dollar... I, you know what? My brain is just not playing nicely with me this morning. I can't think of anything else. Tacos is too much. Silver dollar pancakes yeah, is a good one. Attitude. I think sliders, you got to... You yeah, you can do 14 sliders. You think? Yeah. Again, you got to strip it down. It's just got to be burger, maybe a little bit of cheese in there. Is it the four to one ratio again? Four sliders to one burger? Probably. Those are tiny sliders. It's like a wedding slider as opposed to like a bar slider. Yeah, I mean, it's taking you two bites to do it. Okay, that's a good point. So like, let's say you're at a fancy event and they're walking around with an hors d'oeuvres plate or Mm -hmm. platter, okay? I could do 14 of those. But I don't think that that's that big of a challenge because those are famously bite-sized as opposed to entree-sized or appetizer-sized. Yeah, I think you. I think I mean, the ground beef is is very filling. Like I think that's going to be. You okay over there? You're telling me. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something else. Could you do? Could you do like 14 hot dogs, or is that too many? Ah, uh, way too many. What do I look like, Joey Chestnut? He does. He's like not 70. that much bigger than you. He does 70 now. <laughs> but also, he's got that whole technique of dipping it in the water and then kind of swallowing it down. I don't think he chews the hot dogs, does he? When he's doing the eating contest? Or does he He's just a pelican? (laughs) He's just somehow just downing the hot dog in one? I suppose there has to be some (laughs) element of chewing. Oh, you're not choking on the hot dog. What about you, Ashen? Do you you do 14 tacos? I think tacos is... Maybe it should be a baked good. I think I could do 14 tacos. Maybe like when you make the brownies or whatever for the ashy bash. 14 cookies? Could you do 14 cookies in a row? Mm, I guess. I, I mean, you could do. I think I could do all of these. I wouldn't feel good though, or good about it. I wouldn't feel good doing it. I, the grapes and the blueberries, piece of cake. Wings, 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 wings. That's oh, easy, wings though. is super easy. Yeah, that's true. Because like usually you eat twelve wings, right? You know. God. Are we gonna? So we're doing the boban hand tomorrow. Yeah, do it. Definitely doing the boban hand. I Maybe think we I can do fit hundred hundred goldfish in my hand. Look at my hand. Look at my hand. Hundred, yeah. hundred, one hundred. Close. What do you mean? Not even close. Come not even on. close. If I spread the fingers out a little bit and make the guardrail with the thumb? Yeah, I don't think you're getting a hundred. I don't like I think a hundred would be good for me. Can we get an endorsement or something? Can we get a little bit of like positive, uplifting, like encouragement here? Or have I come to the wrong place? You've come to the wrong place because again, I think a hundred, like you setting yours at a one hundred, your goal at a hundred makes me feel bad for wanting to get a hundred as well. Your hand is so much bigger than mine. Yeah, and I think I can barely fit a hundred. You're Underestimating your hands. I, I think you're underestimating the size of a goldfish. Well, like a hundred goldfish is a lot of goldfish. I think I can get a hundred into my. Which hand is it, left or right? Well, you're looking at the hand, so. <laughs> <laughs> Again, which one do you want? Do you want more control when trying to pour it in? This is tricky because they are famously comparable in size. <laughs> if they weren't, I'd be more concerned. That's exactly right. Have you guys tried Celsius Energy Drink yet? If you haven't, can I tell you all about it? Of course, I'm going to because Celsius Energy Drink is the energy drink that you need to stay active and energized all day long. How do I know this? How could I possibly know what you need? Well, I'll tell you what I need. I need energy all day long. I need to stay active all day long. And Celsius Energy Drink makes it so that I can actually do that. Guys, what is my favorite flavor of Celsius Energy Drink? It's Peach Vibe. Peach Vibe! Look at, wait, it's not a race, Ashton. Usually you guys work together. You do it at the same time. 
My bad. It's all right. But you just raced in there? It is so good. Yeah, it's, you think it, you're better than it me? It seem that No, way. I'm worse, which is why I'm trying to get better. You know what is better than all of the other energy drinks out there? It's Celsius Energy Drink. I use it to keep me on top of all of the things that I have to do, and you can too. Find Celsius at your local pick and save stores or online at Amazon.com. Celsius Energy Drink. Celsius Energy Drink. Live fit. You are listening to Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Can I be Chuck Woolery? Yeah, Tiny Mike. I mean, my Mike. average. I mean, no, I want to ask the questions. <laughs> Tiny Mike on 94.5 ESPN. Here we go. We are sort of coming to a conclusion here on the 14 things in honor of the Bucks winning 14 straight. So during the break, Gabe, you said you are going to do 14. I think I can do 14 slices of Primo Thin. But like what for that and which is a brand of Palermo's pizza. Like what's the time frame in which we have to do this? Do we have to do it during the show? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I've got to make I got to come ready with two pizzas tomorrow, make them and then eat them during the show. Yes, and I will do um 14 Ashley, I think in honor of you I will do 14 Oreo cookies. Thank you. I appreciate That's that. That's a lot. Like usually no, that's, sitting, that's easy. You can sitting, knock no, that down. Come, it's like one sleeve. First of all, <laughs> See, he knows. Yeah, I know. It sounds like maybe you have a little <laughs> Who doesn't experience do that? in this space. Who doesn't do that? 14 Oreo cookies? Are you insane? You can't just eat one. It's do like Do you have Pringle. any idea how much that sugar is going to affect me? <laughs> just, yeah, as long as you do it when the show starts, I'm excited for this. I didn't think about that. I'm going to die. Uh, I usually eat two or three Oreos as like a dessert or whatever. You know what? 14? That's famously... Just regular Oreos, four, right? Four, are we talking about... five times that. <laughs> <laughs> Never said we were good at math. Are we talking double stuff or regular Regular Oreos? old Oreos. Okay. And that's in honor of Ashley because he famously has the Oreos list, the power rankings of yeah, all re- of the flavors. Yeah, regular is not that high. It's my favorite. That's fine. I don't know what else... Oh, you I... gotta go double stuff regular. No, then no, that's, regular, that's regular. Up there. Mm. Regular, regular Oreos. Yeah, she's, she's just eating Oreos 14 in a row. Yes. Okay. In honor of the Bucks winning 14 straight, we were trying to figure out if you had to throw 14 things up into the air and catch them in your mouth. We came down to grapes and blueberries. Which is easier? Grapes are a little bit larger, so you can see the flight a little bit better. Maybe that helps with your accuracy. But the blueberries are tinier, and it's kind of like the Nerf ball and the giant hoop, the regular size hoop, easier to get it in because of the size discrepancy. And you were landing on... I want to do grapes. No, no. You said grapes because you were like, I want to go immediately to the harder ones. So So you're admitting that the grapes are harder. Correct. Blueberries are definitely easier. 100%. And we're doing the Bobon hand challenge tomorrow, and I think I can fit 100 goldfish in my hand. It still blows my mind that he can fit 301 goldfish in his hand. And we the only reason we're waiting on this is because that was um, a commercial that aired during the NBA All-Star break last weekend, but we wanted to do it when everybody, everybody was, was here, here and Chewy gets back in studio with us tomorrow. Because he's clearly going to be able to fit the most. A million percent. Yeah. Giant hands. Yeah. He's got a big old hand. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine that guy? Friends helping friends? <laughs> He'd be out of place. Hey, Josh, can you hop on the mic for one second? So last week, I'm listening to a clip from your show. I believe it was Are You Smarter Than? It must have been a Ben Brust segment. And the dude was confusing Martin Luther King for yeah. Martin Luther, amongst other things. That was Brust. So, so who did I say it was someone else? Well, yeah, I thought you were implying it might have been the caller. Oh, no, no, no. It was definitely Ben Brust. Sorry. Yes. I thought uh-huh. that was just a given. How do you navigate? How do you get through these moments? Because I'm watching this on social media, and I want to bang my head against the closest wall. 
Well, you just laugh. That's the only way to really handle it is laugh and mock it, as Greg and I often do. Uh, sometimes you play around with it and try and get him to say even dumber things than the things he got out that uh, already happened earlier. But it's really you just got to roll with the punches and you got to stay on your feet because you never know when you're going to end up with him being tricked by something you didn't intend to be a trick. I was willing to look the other way when he got Homer you know, the author of the percent. Iliad and the Odyssey percent. confused Absolutely. with Steve the Homer truth. And I actually thought that that was intentional. I thought you were intentionally, Joshy. I thought you were intentionally like, like, <laughs> like I could, so I can look past that. Like I can understand that it's still a dumb mistake, but like Martin Luther and Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> that one, I'm with you. Like I can't wrap my head around getting those two confused for one another. All right, thanks for listening to Jen Gabe and Chewy. Will D and Tausch is next on ESPN Milwaukee. And the big guy back in studio with us tomorrow. You will not want to miss it.